Hey everyone, this is Matthew. I'm Sanjay. And I'm Conrad, and this is Planet Butthurt. Uh, today we are once again recording from our friend Daniel St. Ahmad's house with his stuff, because he is great, and you should hit him up if you need any of that hot, fresh stuff mm-hmm. and things. We'll put his, his website in the show notes. In case clearly is coming up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in reality, today we are going to be talking about... Power Rangers! Woo! Power Rangers! Yeah. Um, So, yeah, recently we, most of us, went and saw the movie together because we're friends, most of us. And, uh. Just to be clear, I was the one that did not watch the film. (laughs) With us. Super polarized right now. I really want to hear about this film to the voice of Sanchez. I'm super excited. Okay, so yeah, so we all went and saw it together because we're friends, and it was super great, and personally, I have approximately zero Power Ranger experience, and sorry, a cat just walked in the room, so we're all really excited. Yeah, he's just like sauntering around, like, He's so cute. Yeah, like, this is, this is mine now. Anyway, um, so... Personally, I have approximately zero Power Ranger experience. I was just really excited because the the trailer looked really cool. So I was like, yeah. Plus, it was that nerd shit that I could get behind because I am a nerd. And so I was like, let's all go see this. And it was probably actually Sanjay's idea, but I'm going to say that it was mine. And so we went and saw it. And personally, I thought it was a phenomenal movie with no plot holes because I don't know any of the plots. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, genuinely, as, as like, a Power Rangers outsider, I was like, this is a good movie, regardless of, like, the history behind it or anything like that. Conrad, mm-hmm. as somebody who didn't go see the movie with us, but I guess knows a little bit about Power Rangers, what did you think? Well, let me tell you about the movie that I went to go see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what I've heard about the film and my medium knowledge of Power Rangers... I've heard a lot of different reviews. I've heard really good reviews. Obviously, Matthew just gave it a thumbs up. I've heard bad reviews. I've heard medium reviews. So um, I'll just be the middle factor in this. Um, I thought the visualization of what I've seen from the film so far, because I've only seen part of it. Um, it's, it's very cool the way that they visualized the goofiness of the 1990s original Mighty Morphine series and brought it to the big screen. Um, I thought it was kind of weird how... Um, they try to sophisticate certain goofy aspects of the original series, and it looks like it doesn't play out as much, but I'm going to let Sanjay comment on that because he is religiously tied to the Power Rangers and would know more on that aspect. Um, in addition, I really like Elizabeth Banks, and Rita Repulsa looks pretty dope. So uh, those are my comments. And uh, Sanjay, what did you think of the film? So do you know when you like make a really good steak? And then you have to go to your mom's house. So I'm a vegetarian. Do you know when you make that vegan steak and then you have to go to your mom's house so you put it in the fridge? I'm a carnivore. Do you know how you made that steak right before <laughs> you made that vegan steak and you went to your mom's house? I don't like beef. Do you know how you had a chunk of tofu that looked kind of like a steak and then you went to your mom's house? My mom lives 13 hours away. Do you know how there was a mother figure in your life after you made that chunk of tofu look like a steak? <laughs> so you put it in your fridge for a week. And then you were like, man, I wish I still had that chofu tongue. So you put it in the microwave for like 25 minutes, but it's a 
Tofu is real dense, let me tell you. <laughs> so it's really, really hot on the outside, but it's still like a little cold to warm on the inside. That's how I feel about this movie. It's my Chofu Tunk, all right? It's, it, was, uh, it was like pretty good, I know. Like I walked in and I was like, all right, this is going to be bad uh, because of the whole, like, I grew up on this show. I watched it. I was shaken. I was excited. I was just, you know, I was in a frenzy. Like, this movie's so good. And then after a while, I was like, yeah, there were was, there was some plot points, but I feel like overall, it was a solid uh, 7.5 out of 10. I would watch it again. I will watch it again. Sadon's pretty much my middle name. I'll watch it again real soon. Uh, but that's the company that makes Power Rangers. I know. I they have for a while. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was Nesquik. It was. So on the, <laughs> so, so on the uh, tough outside of mm-hmm. the tofu metaphor mm-hmm. that you brilliantly set up, yeah. and the middle gushy parts that mm-hmm. are real, real dense and real hard to get through, mm-hmm. what were the parts of the film that were real good versus not so great? I feel like the, I think the buildup was a little like iffy, and I feel like a lot of what I thought was like tough about it was interwoven into a lot of the like small things from the show that they could have thrown in. Like when they're in detention, I thought that was a little weird that like they wanted to start it out with like we're very troubled youth and kind of set the tone for we're gonna overcome like our small things to make this bigger thing. Like there was a heavy foreshadowing in that first part, and I felt like that was kind of unnecessary. They didn't need to, like, make everyone, like, delinquents and then say, but we can be better. And then uh, it, I just feel like it put an interesting tone from the very beginning that wasn't carried out towards the end. And a lot of things were kind of just dropped. So they introduced plot points that they never brought up again, which was kind of weird. Um, and when the mm, third, I'm going to try to not give any spoilers so far, but there's a character uh, in one of the opening scenes when they're in detention who easily could have been one of two of nostalgic characters from the show. And I feel like that kind of just took away from it too. Like initially they were like, this is clearly going to be these, like one of these guys. And then we're just like, nah, the last second. So that was a little weird. But I think that was a lot of it was they were trying to give it like, not really homage, but just blatantly say, this is the old show. But at the same time, didn't want to actually give you a lot of the like major things that made the original Power Rangers super cool. As a troubled youth, I really respect their uh, decision to make them all troubled youths. That, yeah, that was, like, head cool. It's not even, like, that they were all troubled, but uh, with one of the characters specifically, he was not troubled and yeah. did nothing wrong, right. but they still, like, threw him in detention. Yeah, he and definitely should not have been in yeah. detention. That and was that, a little... That kind of bothered me from the very beginning because they mentioned something later that explains why he was there as well, and it's like, then why is he here? Like, right. it's... Yeah, that's a whole other issue, but uh, I think that's what was, like, really weird to me about, like, the whole detention. Yeah. We be the thugs kind of thing they were trying to, like, start out with and then end with, we're heroes. Also, they shouldn't have had super strength before they had the suits on. That's kind of the whole point, is that they're just supposed to rely on, like, their own abilities, hone their skills as people, which they did at one point a little bit. Yeah. But they should have not been able to do some of the ludicrous stuff they did in the movie <laughs> without having their suits on. So that's kind of my general overtake. Get that tofu and then watch the movie and you'll understand. So recap, first half of the film, John Hughes Breakfast Club. Very, very abruptly mash into Michael Bay Transformers. I would, yes, I would completely agree with that. Um, one of the things that was like kind of sweet, uh, the 
the first half of the movie was shot immaculately, like from a just cinematic mm-hmm. like point. The first half of it was intended just to carry people into the second half. Mm-hmm. There was not as much action. There was not as much like adventure really or like bonding of the characters yeah but the way that they went from like scene to scene and even like just some of the like standalone shots were pretty like pretty insane which was sweet like completely putting aside the plot and i think they that might have been intentional as well kind of just to like keep people interested who might have fallen away from like a few of the like small nagging things in the movie yeah but it kept your i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) i just remember having uh like vaguely long discussion with you about the first like scene and a half of the movie just like i didn't like how it was shot but like the rest of it i feel you my opinion is really weird right now but to to a lay fan and then a super serious fan um did it grab your attention and keep hold of it consistently for the first 30 minutes or so at least i would say definitely yeah like going between like in my eyes, like, it was shot really well into, like, them kind of, like, teasing, like, about some of the, like, classic Ranger stuff. I was very, like, drawn in, and it kept me wanting to watch the rest of the movie. So, full spoilers? Full, full No, spoilers? we're not there yet. Okay. Calm down. Sorry. Get out of here. I'm sorry. Why are you here? Uh, because I like you. Uh, well, stop it. Oh, wait, no, you're right. We are there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Full spoilers. We're so, gonna go... spoiler tag up. This is the full spoiler part, so... Real time. I want to hear them all. Okay. No. No. <laughs> Stop it. No. Conrad, no. Anyway, uh, spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about spoilers. Also, Sanjay, what did you think about the representation in the movie? It was... I think they did a pretty okay to good job about, uh, like... It was, like, kind of racist in the original show that it was, like the yellow ranger is Asian and like the head ranger is going to be the rando like standalone white dude in the movie or in the show and like just a lot of stuff like that which continued for the first few seasons I think they did a slightly better job at making it not so like I am this because of this but at the same time like the like they made a point that you knew that uh, the black ranger was Asian and he was, like, doing flips and stuff, like, in the first two scenes we see him, just, like, jumping off of train cars, like, doing roundhouse kicks without ever referencing, like, a background of martial arts, which you don't need to do suspended disbelief, whatever. We're in magic fairyland where everyone knows karate, I guess. But, like, that was kind of, like, still bothered me a little bit. But overall, uh, the cast was really good. I do like that they made Billy Black, which they didn't in the original show. Originally, like, everyone was either Asian or white in the cast. There was, like, there's a trope that uh, Matthew brings up a lot, which, like, kind of tied into this, where as soon as you give someone a trait that may be perceived as negative, you get rid of them in the show or in the movie, which is something that I feel they did with Billy. Like, in the original movie, if I remember correctly, uh, he was very young. Like, he was a kid. No, I'm thinking about a later movie. Never mind. But, <laughs> sorry. Um but in the original show, Billy was gay, and he left the show because, like, he was getting harassed on stage. And, like, he was very openly being pretty much, like, hazed, which is why he felt that he needed to go pursue any anything else. And in this, um, Billy has either autism or Asperger's. It's not really, like, into that. It is very, like, openly, like, yeah. references that he's on the spectrum. And he dies in the movie for not really a reason. They, like, put the, like, weight of 
much the world on his shoulders and then kills him. And it's not like he really has a major, like, it's not like they, when he comes back, it's like, oh, I'm glad I can help you guys. This is great. I mean this much to you. It's just like, oh, a black dude died. Now he's back. Maybe we should keep training. And that kind of bothered me. Yeah, understandable. Um, also, they killed the black guy. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected them to kill anybody else. Uh, Classic cinema took hold in yeah. this film. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, disappointment. I was so excited. <laughs> and it was just, like, very unnecessary for, like, anyone to die. Um, but if that, like, uh, re- yeah, it's, ref- like, we see, like, the big bad in the movie say, like, I've killed rangers before. And it's <laughs> to a character that is not the one that died. And... I don't know, I feel like that line really put a heavy, like, tone over the movie, which was cool, and the scene that it was referenced in was, like, really sweet, um, or it was a good way to kind of introduce her as, like, this huge character, but at the same time, we see, I don't know, it's, I'm very conflicted, I feel like it wasn't necessary overall, and that they should have actually had a plot point to, or, like, an actual, like, coming together of the team before, since that's kind of what they were building up to, cut it short for no reason then have this character die when they could have had them actually like trying to form a team because they are like bigger than their differences totes totes your goats (laughs) are we getting out of our spoiler section or i mean i'm not asking you is there anything that you no no i was that you did watch i I know i was uh, i was just listening to you guys so um is there anything else you guys want to talk about with representation in the film? Was there any other issues that you particularly saw? Any tropes that were um, counteracted or taken differently? Or was it basically... I think for the most part they did a Power ranger type of job with representation, which is just like, well, dang. I don't know. Uh... They, they had a mix of people. They had people from, like, different backgrounds, and that was really cool. And then they had somebody who, like, is on the spectrum, and then it was hinted at a gay ranger, but never confirmed or, like, really looked into. There was never any point of, like, yes, they're gay. But it was, like, maybe... So it's leaving to a future film. Yeah. So, do you guys want to talk about the future of the series at all? Yeah, I almost uh, screamed and wore poop in my pants when we were in theater. And uh, so, I guess, spoiler part two, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, (laughs) The movie ends, they're all in detention, but they're like, yeah, we're a team now. They're throwing paper footballs and catching them because they're they're this team now. And that's what you do when you're on a team, you play football. I guess um, with paper, America only with paper. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the detention professor, or whatever you call him in high school, is like, (laughs) "We have a new student, Jason. Where are you?" And it pans over to like where Jason's going to be. Jason is the coolest character in the entire Power Rangers franchise. Like, let me tell you, longest running ranger. He's the one that gets his own like Zord. Like, he's he's the dude. Like, he's referenced 10 years later and is in the show as a mentor for younger characters. Like, in and out of the show, he's just, like, the coolest dude. So, like, the fact that if you stayed to the end of the movie, they were like, oh, wait, 
years, here's what you really wanted, was crazy and like blew my mind. If I don't see a dragon flute, like I'm gonna be real pissed. Uh, <laughs> so in the original Power Rangers, uh, when he shows up, he has his own sword and he has a flute that he plays to like call his sword, and it is like so sweet. Like let me tell you, ten year old Sanjay and twenty three year old Sanjay are freaking out right now. So I'm very excited for the future of this. Like uh, even if the movie was complete poop up until like the very end, which it wasn't. Like I said, tofu. 7.5 out of 10, um, this would get me back. Like, this is what would pull me in 100%. And they did a good job by, like, waiting until the very end to kind of segue into him. Whereas if they had, like, not mentioned him, I'd probably lose some hype. Or if they had brought him in, like, earlier, I would just be disappointed that he wasn't involved in the movie. So, mm. very excited for the future of this franchise. So they did it correctly with the Green Ranger. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he's, he, but he's the worst one, right? No. Like the worst no. ever? He is not. He's the best. Best. He's the best. Ah, never oh. tell me gonna let you down. There we go. We're in unison. <laughs> um, so it's kind of funny. I read a news article the other day you that a news article. made the continuation that there might be a six film Power Rangers movie franchise. Um, Sanjay, based on your experience with the Power Rangers, is there enough supporting material with the Green Ranger and the end of this film to give it a six-movie franchise? I think so. I'm very curious what they mean by, like, six-movie franchise. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to just, like, keep it Mighty Morphin the whole time or, like, there are so many different Power Rangers that, or Power Rangers, like, series, they could definitely go from, like, this and jump to, like, Lightspeed Rescue and then like skip into like Wild Force and like they could definitely like jump around to these shows that like there is like a slight continuum um we do see like all the Red Rangers in one episode of a Power Rangers like series which is like really cool because we get to see like 15 different people that are from like different parts of the country and different parts of the world like fighting together or like we could see them go to like Zeo and like there's these like Rangers in space like fighting actual aliens like when they're in the stars, which would be, like, cool, and then, like, protecting Earth. So, I don't know. We could see just Mighty Morphing, and that'd be cool, but I'm, like, much more excited for the fact that this means we might branch out and see more than, like, just Crystal Cove? Is that... I don't remember what the name of the city mm-hmm. is. Angel Grove. That's it. I just want more dinosaurs. I don't care what happens. Dinosaurs in space. I want space. I yeah. want space rangers. Oh, yeah. I want Real space bad. dinosaurs. Oh, space dinosaur rangers. Can we do that? I Is that a thing? Guardians okay. of the Galaxy style <laughs> tone space <laughs> rangers. Yes. That's what I think we can all say. Mm-hmm. That's what we are looking for. Yes. Sabon, we're waiting. Uh, also, I think we're all peeing ourselves over how excited we are about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes, Lord! Hope is over there silently screaming and just about to cry. I think she's going to cry. That's fair. Everyone does sometimes. Also, shout out to Hope for being our photographer slash button presser slash uh, good person. I don't yeah. know. Everyone else is terrible, but she's the token good person, so. It's Hope true. producer, editor, and all around amazing person. Oh, yeah. that All of the things. Social media, editor, things. I don't know. Great. Great job, Hope. Um, so the comics, let's talk about the comics. Uh, I don't read them. Sanjay doesn't read them. Do not. Conrad. I've, re- I have particularly dabbled in the Power Ranger comics a little I bit. I dabble. I dabble. All right. All right. Um. Talk to us. So the 
I believe it's IDW produces a good series of the Power Rangers that is pretty good um, for fans like Sanjay who are super into the Mighty Morphine. They take the uh, aesthetic and tone of the Mighty Morphine and adapt it to a comic book. And surprisingly, it works really well. They have a good creative team behind it. And uh, even though I'm not that much into Power Rangers, I'm a moderate fan. My friend, who also is the same level of hype for the Power Rangers, definitely enjoys the series. Um, however, we also picked up another series called Power Rangers and Justice League. Um, and right out of the gate, it has flaws, particularly with how the DC Comics characters interact with the Power Rangers comics, because the Power Rangers comics... Uh, dialogue is different than the DC Comics dialogue. It's, you know, get in the Mastodon, Batman. Doesn't necessarily jive with Batman, like, breaking people's backs, you know? The tone is different, so... That would be really awesome, though. It is, it's something, but it, it doesn't... Can Batman be a Power Ranger? Can we have that? Batman happen? is everything. Batman's a wizard. He's a Power Ranger. He's, he's got it all. He's a dad. He's a dad. Yeah. The most magical... Thing of all, he's exactly. a dad. <laughs> the position that he hates, and we're not talking about Batman Power Rangers. Today. <laughs> Power, Rangers. Power Rangers did Batman last time. Yep. Actually, we are going to talk about Batman. No, that's true. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> so, anyway, that's what I have for uh, comic books for Power Rangers. So, definitely would recommend the IDW series, but I would probably stay away from the Justice League uh, Power Rangers crossover unless you are a die-hard Justice League Power Rangers fan. So, those are my... That's the recommendations. So, do you guys have any other recommendations for Power Rangers media if they like the film? Pinterest always has really cool uh, fan art options for things. Check that out. If you re uh, find a time machine hanging around, you can go back to my birthday parties from ages 2 to 20. <laughs> and you will see a lot of Power Rangers merchandise, as well as a very excited child and very excited adult. Um, I'm going to jump back to something like an hour ago that we were talking about um, regarding the movie. One of the like very small things that bothered me, which would have been stupid if they did put was in the original show, like whenever they wanted to morph, they yelled, it's morphing time, and like threw their hands out, put them back like with their buckles, and put them back out, and yelled the dinosaur that they were like about to take the power of. Mastodon! Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was, you actually would have seen me poop my shorts in the theater if at any point someone had said, I guess it's morphing time, taken off their belt, like done the thing, and yelled a dinosaur. Even if everyone else was like, why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> especially if they did that, actually. That would have been the top tier for me. Like, I would have, ooh, cloud nine. But, uh, yeah, I had one of those, like, things when I was a kid, so they just brought back some great memories. Uh, three things. First thing, halfway through the movie, I realized who one of the characters was, like, outside of the movie, and Hope happened to be sitting next to me. And I turned, and I hit her, like, four times, and I was like, I know why she looks familiar. We were in a movie theater. I'm just going to speak at a normal volume. I was like, I know why she looks familiar. <laughs> and Hope was like, what? And I was like, she was a lemonade mouth. And I got really excited over that. Uh, second thing is I, while you were talking about that, got the picture of you and you yelling out your third flav favorite dinosaur, which, to my memory, is a Leah Pleurodon. Yes, it is. So that would have been awesome if you. Can we, anyway, we should do that. Third thing, 
uh, Sanjay's birthday is coming up, and we should clearly have a Power Rangers-themed party for him. All aboard the hype train for that shit right now. I think I'm probably... Mm, yeah, I got options now. Yes. Yeah. We should do that. Even if you don't officially do that, be prepared for a surprise party where it's Power Ranger themed. But I'm not going to tell you when. It's fine. We're good. Perfect. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So, let's go to Conrad's Hot Pick of the Week. Gunshots, gunshots. Pick of the week. Ta-da-da-da-da. I don't even know. It's taking (laughs) up a theme song on the fly. I liked it. So... Uh, there's a couple of different picks for this week. Um, I feel like, hello, everybody out there. These are Conrad's hot picks for the week. Hot Wait, picks. before he does that, I'm going to say mine, which is literally anything Jeremy Hahn touches. Go. Oh, yeah. I uh, also read Jeremy Hahn's Beauty, the last volume that came out this week. Mm-hmm. Or not this week, but the last one that came out. I haven't read it yet, but I just know that anything Jeremy Hahn touches turns to gold. Jeremy Hahn is pretty good. He's also working on... I also had Jeremy Hahn news. He's working on The Realm, which yep. will be written by Seth Peck and drawn by Jeremy Hahn. We definitely got some inside information on that last month. Um, it looks amazing. I've seen the, the, the desk art for it. I've seen what Seth Peck has written. It looks great, so definitely would recommend. Image is going to produce this comic... The Realm with Seth Peck and Jeremy Hahn coming out hopefully later this year. Uh, so definitely recommend that. Um, Hot Picks of the Week. Uh, Saga Tradeback came out uh, March 29th. It's a little while ago, but Saga is such a great book. Anything Brian, so Matthew's kind of motif is that anything Jeremy Hahn touches, literally anything Brian K. Vaughn breathes on, I will read. That's fair. Um, he's also wonderful. He's a wonderful person. I love him. So, uh, Saga Volume 7, Tradeback, came out March 29th. Um, delves deeper into the story. I don't know where this series is going to end, but boy, is some good times right there. Um, in addition, we're talking nostalgia in 80s and 90s properties, so I feel like it's only fair to talk about IDW's TMNT series, which is hella dope. What's TMNT? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Turtles and a... Oh, Is there twice? Dang it! Go, Power Rangers! Matthew! (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Just talk. Turtles in a half shell. Turtle power. power. There we go. go. Finally. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, very similar to the IDW series for Power Rangers. They both go in the vein of nostalgia and figure out a tone that works through all of the different media that both of the uh, things have existed in and finds a way to tell it in a very nice, congruent story. So Power Rangers is all about the Mighty Morphin to the movie. To, it takes elements from everything and puts it into this nice series. And then Team NT just goes everything from the 1980s black and white gritty Raphael kills people to the like 1980s like Michelangelo is making the worst possible jokes <laughs> They put it all together in this one great series, and it works, and it works great. Um, so last hot pick of the week, week is, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> it's a candle. It's a wick. Don't you know? Uh, what's up? Anyway, speaking of things that are lit. Um, <laughs> so the official synopsis for The Button, part one, the cataclysmic events, I can't say words, of the DC Universe Rebirth number one continues here. The Dark Knight and the Fastest Man Alive. Told you we are talking about Batman. The two greatest detectives of any world unite to explore the mystery behind a certain blood-stained smiley button. 
embedded into the Batcave wall. What starts as a simple investigation turns deadly when the secrets of the button prove irresistible to an unwelcome third party. Dun, dun, dun. And not anyone who you would suspect. It's mystery woven through time, and a ticking clock starts here. So basically the premise of the story is it's the continuation of DC Comics' Rebirth, which goes under the facade that Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen just screwed everything up, and he's the reason the New 52 existed, and there's a lot of mythos and history behind it. And so Josh Williamson and Tom King, two of the greatest uh, writers right now, both working for DC, who Tom King writes for Batman, uh, he also did Sheriff of Babylon, which is hella fresh. And uh, Josh Williamson, who does Flash, he also did Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Yes, maybe. I think so. And I started zoning out. I'm really sorry. No, you Gucci. <laughs> uh, they come together and they write The Button, which is just all of the Alan Moore Watchmen mythos, all the Batman mythos, all the Flashpoint mythos. It all comes together here. And my hype train left the station. I'm going to pick it up this week. Super excited. So that's what I got for Hot Pick of the Week. Um, throwing it back to Sanjay. Cool. So I have been reading nothing as a as a college student who's a little overworked right now. But I know all of us did go to a local Comic Con a couple weeks ago, which we're all pretty still hype about. And coming up soon is Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. <laughs> so we're all kind of losing our gosh darn minds about that. So <laughs> kind of just like riding that train. And I know you can expect to hear us freaking out about why it's important to, you know, support your local scene and travel to see some big things every once in a while, as well as some of our favorite artists and writers we get to hang out with, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any picks because I have not been reading. Uh, also, uh, I don't know. Here's a sad point in the podcast. Uh, one of the reasons we haven't been recording and I haven't been reading is because I got hit with some serious depression. Oh, it's a thing. It happens. And we're going to try to work on a better schedule for everyone now. Um, but we do appreci- appreciate everybody's patience, our all three fans. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, to those, like, two or three fans, if anybody uh, has an opinion on possibly us, like, doing a movie series watching tournament thing, uh, my thoughts Damn, this is a topic for future episodes that you would like to contribute in please contact us I uh, assume the contact information is in the link below yeah yeah so if you got topics that we should do in the future about representation and media especially so. yeah. if you want us to talk about how there aren't enough orcs in the original Lord of the Rings or how in uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes there's just not enough asparagus then you know let us know we'll watch those movies and then Say some things and some stuff. We love cheesy movies. Yeah. We do. The That's more Gouda, the more better. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a double entendre it. metaphor. That's yeah. what's up. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Diggity dank.